Hey, this is David Hayter. You may know me as the screenwriter of films like X-Men, X-Men 2, and Watchmen, but you probably know me best as the voice of Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. And you're listening to Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. Kept you waiting, huh? Welcome everyone to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova podcast, the number one podcast, not only in Hawaii, but in the Pacific, we doing the damn thing. And today we got the one, the only, we have the honor of having the one and only black Oni man. How's it going? How you living? Uh, it's going really well, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, learning more about your community as well as talking you know we, we chatted a little bit before this all started and this is gonna be fun definitely definitely man and if uh if you don't mind go ahead and plug uh everything man plug your social media outlets your website your freelance everything you're doing where can people find you yeah uh above and beyond blackoni.com that'll take you to pretty much everywhere you need to go but streamerlinks.com slash blackoni has links to a, a bunch of other stuff as well um, actually, I would recommend streamerlinks.com slash black only more because that's more up to date. Uh, but yeah, I do podcasting. I do gaming. I do uh, content on YouTube as well. I do commissions, uh, art. I do comic books. And uh, I got a lot going on. Is there <laughs> anything lot. you don't do? <laughs> I mean, I, I do video editing, but it's not like. It's not my thing. <laughs> I do it for my videos and for like my Twitch channel, but I don't really do it for other people. Cool, cool, man. Cool. And I just dropped the link in the chat. So if anyone definitely go, if you're watching it live, the link's in the chat. If you're watching it on the replay or listening to it on any podcast now, it'll be in the description below. But man, man, it is an honor to have you on the show, man. You've been doing big things, man. You got podcasts. Your own freelance business, streaming, content creating, comic books. Okay, tell me, what was the starting point for everything for you? For everything? Yeah, you know, what What got you into gaming? What What was, not only gaming, but what got you into uh, wanting to be an entrepreneur and do your own thing versus working for somebody else? Even though as an entrepreneur, we're still working for people, mm -hmm. effectively working for yourself. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so I'll talk a little bit about my origins as a as a gamer, um, my first ever console was a Sega Genesis. And nice. yeah, that was, uh, I know my dad brought it to my mom's place. Uh, it might have been a weekend. We just started mm -hmm. hooking it up, putting it in. And I was like, what is this? What's happening? He was like, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. So boots up Sonic Adventure, Sonic 2. Or maybe, was, I think I played Sonic 2 before I played Sonic 1, which is wild. Uh, <laughs> Same here. I, yeah, right. Weird. <laughs> I played that, and I was like, "This is amazing. This is blowing mind." Like, I what? What is this? Uh, and I think it was multiplayer too. So, like, I could have my brother playing with me as well at the same time. Like, it was a really 
really awesome experience to see that happen for the first time and like experience that and then just start getting into it because like obviously there were consoles that came before there were games mm-hmm. that came before but it was still really in its infancy it was still looked at as like a a, a kid's toy or you know like a young teenager's toy mm-hmm. but being on the end of of literally consuming it and watching it grow has just been like this really amazing journey um yeah and beyond that, I I found that I had gotten good enough at it where, you know, playing with friends, we would all be enjoying it, whether or not we're all playing together or one person is playing it alone and the rest of us are watching it. Like, I found I was good enough to, to be entertaining in that way. And of course, you know, friend groups, as you're growing up, we're a bunch of jokesters. We make a lot of, you know, we talk a lot of shit and <laughs> we, we just hang out and have a good time. So that same energy kind of carries over to what I do now. Um, and beyond that, like I kind of started my career, my business as an artist while I was mm-hmm. in college. Uh, people just asked me if I could do things for them. And I just was like, all right, yeah, sure. Uh, and my professor at the time, his name's Mark Dennis, uh, amazing, amazing artist. He's a fine artist. I went to school for fine art specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he he instilled very early on. I was like, hey, you know, doing things for free might be nice at at the beginning, but you do have to make a living. You do have to uh, you. I mean, you're paying for college. Like, you have to use that to sustain yourself. You know, don't do things for free for too long. And so, mm-hmm. I learned pretty early on that I have to at least charge something for my work. Yeah. And then it just kind of slowly for a while just you know one person heard that they got this design done by will and then another person heard and then it just kind of snowballed into a an effect where people were hearing about it and my my work was visible online it was visible Mm -hmm. on like forefronts and stuff and so it does take a while to build that up over time but once it's going and once it's like on it's like all right now we're getting somewhere and so I decided to to make my own business because out of college there was no one trying to hire me. And so I was like, well, I, I gotta start, I got to do something. Mm-hmm. So I, I made this business and ran it on the side while I was working other places. So I've, I've always had at least two jobs at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I worked retail, I worked for the nonprofit sector and then I worked. Um, that's actually mostly what I've done. Mm-hmm. retail nonprofit, and then like freelance and that it just ended up working out that way and so like i grew up in boston i grew up in the uh public education system while i was in high school and middle school for some middle school i did private school mm-hmm. um, and then i, I just kind of got into nonprofit like ex- education sector where i was just making designs for organizations nice and so that's the TLDR of all that. <laughs> no, man, but that's that's the thing is like, uh, you know, like we got a very similar similar background in that sense because like the, the idea that, you know, you, you graduate from college, that you're going to mm. have this job you can go right into, man, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, like for me, like I, I have a, a background in uh, marketing, uh, mm. media 
specifically. Mm-hmm. And so I graduated college around 2008. And when I graduated, that's when social media started. It's massive trajectory upward because I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to come out of, I'm going to come out of college. I got this degree. I'm going to go work for a publishing, uh, a, not a publishing company, like a, a print company, or I'm going to work for some type of PR company. Nope. Mm-hmm. Everybody got Twitter. Everyone had Facebook. And, Everyone yo, moved to social. Yeah. Like it, it, it was just, it, I, I've always said that in a way, social media kind of killed old school marketing. Oh yeah. So like, you know, if you, if you're trying to go into that field, post 2008 it was it was a rough one going in but i mean now pr has come back around because i mean you need some folks for pr given how a lot of people get on twitter and social media and they say all kinds of wild stuff and you got to have a pr person saying we didn't endorse him saying this no, we're gonna have you take this down you know <laughs> we didn't tell this motherfucker say that no nah. <laughs> <laughs> that was not part of the plan. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> they were ill. They 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 had too much to drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they apologize. <laughs> right? Yeah, people say some of the wildest stuff on social media these days. We, right, we were talking about that earlier, but man, it's it's wild. Mm-hmm. It is wild. We definitely were. <laughs> <laughs> but and it's it's kind of cool though because it, it means that people have a people have a chance in more ways than they did before yeah and and companies can leverage social media and people can leverage social media and like some people they get good enough at it they can use that as a tool to say for their resume mm-hmm. you know i have i have a pretty decent following here i've understood how the algorithms work i know you know you're only supposed to use three hashtags at once within tweets to ensure that you're reaching the maximum number of people without the algorithm stepping in and marking it a spam. Like there's ways you can leverage it now in different ways. Whereas I'm sure, you know, better than I do, there were only very specific paths towards doing marketing and doing Mm -hmm. PR in in very specific ways. It's a little bit more flexible now, which I think is kind of cool. And also plays into the idea of like being able to start your own thing. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of black people, I, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. We oftentimes have to work twice or three times harder than our white counterparts when it comes to uh, competing for positions and being able to literally say, you know, I've got 4,000 followers on this, that, and the third, and I got, you know, 20,000 followers here, 10,000. I've got this many people looking at my content per day. Like, that's hard to deny when you started your own thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's going to happen now when you're looking to expand your own business? Are you going to leverage my network or not? Like, that's that's one of the reasons why I started my own thing is because like I wanted to get into doing gaming. I wanted to get into doing art and illustration, graphic design, but no one was hiring me. I was putting everything out. And he just kept saying no. So I was like, I'm just going to do my own thing and see what happens. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, uh, think about you know being black and being a pioneer in an industry that doesn't really have many of us in it. Like, mm. uh, case in point, IT, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, the gaming industry as a whole, like getting mm-hmm. into that, you know, the type of work that we're doing, we're covering games and we're streaming. 
we don't there's not a lot of representation in that sense of us there mm-hmm. but there's an opportunity for us to get into it and flourish and i see in a way i see a lot of people don't see that opportunity right there and it's like no it's right for the picking hop in and do it you know if everyone else can hop in other 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 cultures and ethnicities can hop in and do it and thrive why can't we mm-hmm. so yeah and and to that credit you know we talked a little earlier before the podcast is like a yeah. lot of people don't know what they don't know yeah and you know a lot of us are happy to share whatever info that we've learned on our journey and stuff mm-hmm. that we've asked other people but sometimes you don't know what you don't know and i i get that ask ask yeah. people try to find out try to learn yeah and it's like you know for me like you know i'm black i'm out here in hawaii there's not a lot of one we're kind of the majority or the minority out here minority mm-hmm. on top of being a minority yeah the only, <laughs> mi- the only minority under us is hawaiian so yeah. there's that and then i'm trying to do gaming and i'm trying to leverage not only being in hawaii not only being black but you know, getting into this field where there's not a lot, not a lot in that. You, you'll see a lot of, you know, content creators or, or journalists that are white or, you know, Caucasian mm-hmm. or, you know, Asian or Hispanic. You don't see a lot of, especially in prominent positions. There are many, but they're mm-hmm. not to the degree that there are other ethnicities. And trying to get in there and just trying to showcase, you know, going back to what you were saying about we have to work harder. We do. Because, like, you're trying to get that recognition, getting these companies to say, hey, I'm making a name for myself. Like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I saw a tweet from um, this uh, Hispanic lady or a Latinx lady that's uh, in New York who represents the company. And she's talking about, like, who out here is grinders? And I responded, I said, I'm a grinder. And she's like, explain how you're a grinder. I'm thinking, all right, well, here we go. Let me explain. Okay, well, I worked 18 hours, uh, 17, 18 hours, six days a week. The seventh day I worked eight hours. I was on call 24-7. Mm-hmm. I built a, a brand, a podcast mm-hmm. while doing that full time. I still streamed. I still reviewed games. I still had a social media presence. And I did all that while working. Mm-hmm. And I, the reason I kept going is I'm hungry for it. I want more than just working a nine to five. I want more than what I was raised to think with my limitations. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm a grinder, but going back to what you said, we do, we do have to work harder. Yeah. Um, whether it's because of, you know, having to prove ourselves or whether it's the opportunities aren't, they're there, but they're more catered towards certain crowds. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the unfortunate struggle that we have to go through. It's getting better. It's getting yeah. better little by little. Uh, once you know companies are realizing that more and more, but it's still a lot of pushing back to get to that point where it's it's no longer uh, a higher obstacle than than a lot of other ethnic groups. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. what it is. <laughs> Especially like when you think back to like uh, earlier this year where you had a lot of companies, especially in the gaming industry, they were saying like they wanted to amplify black voices and you look at it that lasted for like a week before they moved on. And my whole thing to a lot of companies, I spoke to a lot of people I know they were in various companies from Square Enix to, you know, WB Games and more. And I'm like, if you're going to talk about that, 
you're going to say you're going to do that. Keep that same energy across the board. Keep mm-hmm. doing it. Don't mm-hmm. do this for a week and then drop it because the, the realist, you know, being realistic, a lot of us don't expect you to keep doing it. We, yeah. we view it like you're doing it just because this is a PR move. We've seen we it before. See, we've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> some companies have held up their end of the bargain in some pretty good ways, but not not too many of them. Um, and I get it. They have a lot of different aspects to their own companies that they're either looking to improve or, um, you know, at the end of the day, they're making a product, they're making a, a game. And so they're, they're focusing on making sure that game is as good as it can be. Yeah. But I mean, it, it comes down to more than just like a messaging in a, on social media, it comes down to like representation in your games. Like, yeah, not every game has to have a certain equal number of, you know, black, Asian, Latinx, white people, but mm-hmm. there should be more than what we've seen. I'll use one of my favorite games as an example, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Okay. There is not a single black character in that game. Yeah. There are around 80 characters in that game. Not one of them. You got some scans you can put on them to change the colors, but none, not one of them is black. <laughs> And there are characters from those IPs that they could have been picking that are black. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Nintendo, you may say that you support everyone, but you've got a game that you're continuing to add more characters to, and not a single one of them represents the Latin community or the black community. Yeah. Maybe a way that you can demonstrate that you've been listening is to incorporate that into the game in some impactful way like i'll use modern warfare as an example everyone knows there's a lot of racists who play games with guns in them Uh but they took a chance and said you know what for i think they did it for like a a month and a half or something like that it was a significant amount of time we're going to have this message on the side and at the beginning of the matches saying black lives matter and we're recognizing that and we're you Uh know taking time to not do publicity thing so that we can we can have a, a moment of silence and a moment of solstice for what's been going on in, in our current climate like mm-hmm. they they said it on social media and they took it a step further and actually incorporated it into their game and as many issues as i have technically with modern warfare i love the game so much but it's got a lot of like random technical things about it that are like <laughs> stupid um they put their mu- they they went a little bit more than just saying it on social media like they brought it into their game and more companies need to do that if they're really about it. Yeah. I was actually talking to one of my, uh, one of the people I know that does stuff for square, like for the Final fancy division. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, you know, even square put out a message about supporting black lives matter and, uh, uplifting black voices. And I was talking to one of the people that works on a lot of Final fancy games. And I said, you know, Square could do something differently because you notice how in Final Fantasy games that include a black character, why is the black character always a comic relief? Why mm-hmm. do they always have a gun? Barrett mm-hmm. and Seven, Saws and 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, why does no one take them seriously? Why mm-hmm. are they loud and obnoxious? Like, why are you playing into just a stereotype? Like, not all of us are like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, how about doing something different? And why is it that 
if you're looking at black characters in the game, like, okay, so Saws and, and, and uh, Barrett, why are mm-hmm. they the only black characters in that entire world? Yeah. You know? In the remake, there are more, like, black and yeah. deep so I do appreciate that, but... Yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. They they basically made a similar character as their only black, like, hey, we got black people. Right? We got two. <laughs> <laughs> That's two times as many as one. <laughs> we multiplying out here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, going back to what you were saying, though, it, it is changing, which is, you know, companies are, are taking more steps uh progressing forward so that's that's definitely good good you know we get more representation uh you know and it's interesting too like you look at games that are you know it's it's interesting like you look at games that they're remastering from like 10 years ago or older and a lot of that shit didn't age well like a lot (laughs) it's very true like so I forgot it was like this. <laughs> really forgot. And so, like, honestly, that's like a really good testament to like things are better. They still have a ways to go before they're like in a great place, but they are mm-hmm. better than they were. Yeah. So we can't sit here and say at least we can't say that that's not the case at all. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's got a ways to go to improve. Definitely. Yo, so let's man, let's, let's talk about uh, let's talk about you and uh, your your career as a, on uh, Twitch, man. So big news, you know, for those of you who are watching. So Oni has, you know, he's working with Twitch. He's uh, piloting a program with them, dude. How was that hearing from Twitch and getting that opportunity? That's got to be surreal. Yeah, so. You know, it's not it's not just me. It is, uh, I think, 29 other or 20, uh, 30. It's a bunch of other black creators, actually, specifically, mm-hmm. um, who are a part of this. So it's not just me. Uh, but with that said, <laughs> it is only 30 of us <laughs> who are a part <laughs> of this. So there are only a few people in that group that I don't already know. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of plays into the idea that there aren't that 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 many you know black creators on Twitch who are you know super prominent on the platform. Yeah, and they reached out to me and asked me if I was interested in being a part of this this initiative, essentially. And you know, I was like, uh, yeah, this sounds really interesting. You know, what what would you need from me in order to make this happen? Because not only would this be like a really great thing for my own growth but it's also like i want to see this expanded upon beyond just us beyond mm-hmm. black people like there are actually in my opinion there are even fewer latin representation on twitch as like a a, a major part of the platform mm-hmm. um they just now did the latin x uh month celebration mm-hmm. they're doing it now but they they kind of <laughs> stepped over their own toes with regards to like their emo edition emo, thing oh, yeah. that they did. And it was like, Ugh. so like, I think there is an effort of trying there, but there might not be uh, people in the room who are of that demographic who could have prevented that from being an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it comes with everything. It has to be within internally. It has to be like an external thing. It has to be 
you know, uh, an, a concentrated effort to increase visibility and prominence yeah. of, of different types of ethnic groups. I'm just honestly still in a surreal state of that right now. Where, like, mm-hmm. I've been on front page before, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes a few times a year, but never this many times consecu- consecutively and never through like the official backing of Twitch as like, as a company, we want you to be there for that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, in a way, validates a lot of the blood, sweat, and tears that I've put into this for years, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I just told you earlier, I only got partnered about a month ago. It was it was late August that I got partnered. So I, 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 has it even been a full month yet? I think it has. Um, I think it, I think it's been a month since two days ago. So I think it was the fourteenth. Yeah, or so maybe it was twenty fourth. I don't even remember anymore. I got <laughs> I got to double check. Dude, but d- days are blending together at this point. <laughs> they're really honestly blending together, and I I I have not been a partner for long, and not everyone's p- path to partnership and through partnership is going to be like how mine has been so far. But uh, it is it has been a little nutty. It has been a little nutty and being a part of this is kind of like the icing on the cake of like, wow, like it's, it's actually settling in that I've recognized as like a, a, a much more developed streamer mm-hmm. than I was when I started, you know, than I was two years ago. It's, yeah. it's, it's an amazing experience and I'm hoping that whatever I've learned through the training that I've done with it as well will be useful for other people whenever they have questions for me about things they can do for their own content. And, and, you know, getting, you know, when you speak about the front page of Twitch, like it, it is, we really don't have a lot of representation in that sense. Like you go mm-hmm. to front page and you see, I mean, not us either, not Latinx, like it's, mm-hmm. it's predominantly one of two groups mm-hmm. that, are, that are shown and discoverability on the platform of Twitch is incredibly difficult. Like, yes. It's. It is like, okay, so for me on YouTube, streaming was actually helping my channel grow. I, you know, I could do my YouTube videos. I could, you know, my regular pre-recorded content, my podcast. I could do mm-hmm. my streaming of video games or reviews, and I would still see an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. But when I had to switch over, and, you know, I was telling you about that, like, I switched over to Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of my community came over because it's it's you know a lot half the times for a lot of my community twitch isn't working like i've had a couple people that are unable to see anything Mm -hmm. just because they're having issues with the app or you know 1080p isn't working on mobile properly yeah coding isn't really available to all people uh, unless you're a partner yeah yep literally was there a few months ago (laughs) so i know (laughs) so it's like it's it's a um it's it's definitely you know, a grind trying to rebuild on the platform. And, you know, if I can get decent viewers on, like my viewership on Twitch compared to YouTube, it's, it's night and day. Like they're Mm -hmm. not even close, Mm -hmm. but you know, trying to get discovered is usually you get discovered by whatever category you're in. Mm -hmm. And if somebody actually like sees you and that list like say you're you're playing uh warzone or you're playing Final fantasy or whatever mm-hmm. you still gotta people have to scroll through and then see 
okay, who's streaming? Mm-hmm. Like it's it, you know, unless you you know somebody, you, you know the streamer's name or whatever, and you actively search the the, the platform discoverability is very very difficult, which is why it we do have to utilize other media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, to get discoverability. But as far as if you can get it, it's good. And getting on the front page, what I wanted to ask you is like, have you seen that help tremendously or has that been more of a case by case kind of thing? It depends. Okay. Right. So the first time I was ever on front page, I think I might've gotten, uh, I think the most people I had watching me was like 4,000. Whoa. Um, it might have it might have been less than that. It might have been like three thousand, like eight hundred or something like that. But was that surreal? That was crazy. It was my first time. <laughs> it was my first like a lot of people never get to be on front page. So like I was honored that that even was a thing. But it was, I want to say it was three years ago or two years ago. I'm starting to lose track of when things are when more. <laughs> so it, it might have been two years ago. Um. I don't think I got on front page last year. And if I did, it was it was for like 30 seconds type of thing. But I don't think it was um, last year. But it was a pretty decent boost in followers. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people who came in like the next time I streamed, like, where's all the people? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you, you do know that was a Twitch front page thing, right? Like, not every day after that is going to mean I'm going to reach like 3,000 viewers. Like, yeah, that just means the people who were browsing Twitch just were watching it on their homepage, and that's that just what it was. So, a lot of the, for whatever reason, with you're on front page, a lot of people don't necessarily press that follow button, but mm-hmm. they might press it if they if they just happen to be there longer and longer. And they're just like, you know what, I'm gonna press it now. Like, oftentimes, what will happen is after my front page segment is up, but they've mm-hmm. clicked on the button to just watch the stream. Uh, beyond whoever's going to be on next, then they'll press it after that. Followers is like a very, you know, <laughs> it's a very fickle thing. Like people don't really feel inclined to press that follow button unless, unless you do something extraordinary or yeah, so funny that they they literally have to press it. Like. And and that's just the the nature of of streaming. Even if someone's been watching you for forty minutes and they loved every minute of it, they still might not press that button. Yeah. So there's an element of that where it's, it's kind of disappointing to understand and realize that. Uh, so that's the that's the kind of the only down thing I can say about it is that it, it is upsetting when it doesn't always translate to you know your viewers are now you know two or three times more per on all of your streams or. You know, you, you didn't now have 4,000 extra followers. It was more like 100 extra followers. Yeah. That kind of thing happens. Uh, and depending on the circumstance of the front page thing, it could be an additional 50 people because now they have a carousel on the, the front page. It's not just only one thing. It's actually you can swipe through a bunch of different things. So uh, for one of for the one I've done of, of this program, I've only been on the carousel so far on the side. But that was a pretty decent bump. Um but I've I've been on front page this year a few times and I've seen like ten thousand people, and you know, wow. my thing is, my goal is to make every show, every stream, 
as much fun as I can, regardless of if there are two people or if there are 10,000 people. Yeah. Like, either way, those two people are going to be having a great time. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that is my number one goal as a creator here is to, to ensure that people are having fun and they're smiling like I'm smiling. You know, it's a infectious thing. So, yeah. And, and, you know, before we even dive into anything more, man, everyone is talking about it. And I'm digging it too. You got a sweet back background, oh, dude. Thank you. Thank it you. Is, thank that is. So you got Chun Li, mm-hmm. Morgan. Mm-hmm. Who else we got? Who else we got? That's a Rogue. Yeah, Rogue. We've got Captain Marvel, and hey. we've got we've got Red Sonia. We've got a <laughs> whole Metal Gear section here. We've got uh, Big Boss and Quiet. Got the hand from Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm a huge, huge Metal Gear guy. Nice. Um, and then we've got more Metal Gear here. These are the. Uh, oh, I got to move my head this way. There we go. Those <laughs> 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 Square Enix Play Arts Kai uh, figures back there. I never. T- I I had them. I took them out of the box when I was in my old place, but we moved here uh, mm-hmm. about a year ago, and I didn't take them out yet. I'm lazy. Uh, I'm in the same box, man. I, I'm over here. I got a whole bunch. My wife's like, "Are you going? You gonna display them?" Where, when, how? <laughs> Got to put them on the top layer there. I see it as a shelf right there. <laughs> uh, and I got some Overwatch going on here as well. I used to be mm-hmm. really big into Overwatch, but you know, I, I fell out of it a little bit. Not gonna lie. <laughs> most people. Um, let's see. We've got we've got a bunch of Kotobukiya uh, Bishouju statues, as well as another Morgan. Morgan's my girl. Love her. <laughs> well, Chun Li, we got another Chun Li there, and Dizzy from Guilty Gear, Ibuki, Cami, uh, and who else we got over there? Oh, we got Armika. Let me see if nice. I can go this way. There we go. <laughs> and we got Warrior Women here, and more like Marvel, uh, DC, Bishoujus down there, okay. and then we got Batman in the middle at uh, the bottom. Okay, okay. So yeah, I, yeah, I've been collecting for like. I've been collecting for a long time, <laughs> long time, maybe since 2011. Okay. Okay. The The craziest thing is like when you realize how much you collect and like when you go and look at everything you're like, all right, cool. Where am I going to put everything? <laughs> I, to I was like, all right, I got a really dope display. Not a lot more space. <laughs> I have another Chun-Li. I got like a variation of the battle dress costume here. Mm-hmm. I got it in a box over here that I wanted to like record taking it out and doing all that stuff, but I just been too lazy to do that. So I just never took it out to display it yet. So it's waiting to be displayed. I just haven't done it. <laughs> Man, when you look at all these unboxing videos, like it looks like a glorified commercial. People got all these camera angles. I'm over here like <laughs> I ain't got no team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh man. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta just get a, a couple of tripods or some some shoe boxes and <laughs> and just go to work. Just, I'm a big proponent of uh, working with what you got, and if you if you don't have the money to buy specific equipment, there yeah. are ways around it. There's always ways around. Mm-hmm. Man, yo, so so uh, that's one of the things. Like uh, going back to Twitch, like one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I'm glad you mentioned it, like about it being a show mm. and a lot of people don't understand like the aspect of being the streamer behind the camera. You know, it's not just about us playing the video game. It's about us 
you know, however long you're streaming, you got to stay entertaining. You got to, you know, keep engaged with the crowd. Unless you got one of them chats that's like waterfall. It's just flowing. You can't keep up with that. Mm-hmm. But if you got it, you know, relatively decently sized chat where, you know, it's conversations flowing. You can keep up with it. You got to keep up with that. You got to keep them engaged, keep them entertained. And there's a lot of stress behind that. And I don't think a lot of people get it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, um, it depending on how much you stream too, like you can get really comfortable with it, but, uh, it's draining. Like there's oh, sometimes I come off a stream and I'm over here like, man, I need, you know, I, I need a bottle of Jack or something, man. I, I'm just- <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It is not all roses and no, was it daisies and roses? That's probably the way, right way to put that. But, <laughs> you know, as much as I love this, I, I love it so much. Um, it is not. It's not for everyone, but anyone can do it. Yeah. So anyone has the potential to do it, but everything that is required to make it happen, not everyone is going to want to do that or or want to sustain that long enough to be successful at it. Yeah. And like you said, you have to be giving people entertainment. Like that's ultimately what we're doing. Like my thing is entertainment, education, and enticement. Like I want to give you reasons to come back. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, a lot of streamers, uh, especially more starting out one, but I've even seen some really established streamers do this, don't really engage chat and aren't really trying to be entertaining. They're just showing you how good they are. Yeah. And while that's great, that isn't enough for a lot of people. Yeah. And for some people, it is enough. They just want to see someone who's insanely good at Valorant. Just go on, not say anything to chat at all, and just play. Yeah. And, you know, that 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 might be that might be something that works for that particular person. But for a majority of everybody else, mm-hmm. you got to give them a reason to, to stay tuned. Yeah. And it also doesn't... You can't make it about the game. Because, I mean, the game is ultimately it is important in to an aspect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys can completely open, you know, ask questions. It's free flow. We'll, we'll flow into them. So go ahead and ask your questions in the chat. Y'all have any questions, drop them, let us know. But, um, on top of the, the, the main thing, like you don't want the game, like people coming just for the game, because if that's the case, they can go watch anybody stream. You got to give people a reason to come back and watch you. Like you said, yeah. you know, you know, entertaining, educational, you know, that's a great quality about your streams. Like it keeps people coming back because they're invested in you. And I see a lot of streamers don't, they really don't get that. They think mm-hmm. it's literally, I'm going to play Valorant. I'm going to play Overwatch. I'm going to play mm-hmm. whatever, or I'm going to play whatever's trend, uh, the trending game is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but are you giving them reason to come back? Yeah. No. That and that's the most difficult part about this is how do you keep luring them in? Um, and I know, like, you do variety streaming, like, you'll stream a variety of games. Mm. Man, hats off to you because I'm in a position where I can't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of I'm gonna I'm be real with you, 
Go if I it. had been one of those streamers who only played one or maybe two games, mm. if I had done that years ago, I would have already probably been partnered a long time ago. But I that's not how I do things in general. Like even when I was in school for art, I I didn't want to only be a painter. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to learn about all the other things that you can do with knowledge of, of art making and apply that to other places as well. So I learned printmaking, I learned sculpture, I learned furniture making, I learned photography, I learned videography, I learned illustration, mm-hmm. I learned uh bronze casting. Like I did all these different things, not only for just like rounding out my education, but like I I genuinely was just invested and interesting in in delving into those different aspects of it because you can always take information from somewhere if you're looking out for it. Yeah. There's always something to learn somewhere. So that's kind of how I feel about games is that there's, there's something really interesting that you can take from a game that you may not have normally played before. And if I only played one game, not only would I drive myself crazy, (laughs) but anytime I ever wanted to do something outside of that, you know, if I got hit up to do a sponsorship for a game that was, Say, for example, I was a COD streamer and only a COD streamer, and I got a sponsorship to do Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Overwatch is still a first-person shooter, still a team-based game. It's still like highly mechanical, but anyone who was there specifically to only watch me play COD will never show up to that stream. Yeah. Never show up to that stream. And even if they love my personality, if they are if they are only invested in you doing a specific thing, they're only going to want to see that. And yeah. that's kind of the double-edged sword of that situation. You can become very successful in doing that only one thing. But anytime you wanted to play around with that and be experimental and change things up, people start freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, when I when I used to stream on YouTube, I used to stream multiple games. So I'd have games for Monday, a game for Wednesday or two games. I usually do two streams. I do a morning and evening stream. So I'd have, you know, two games for Monday, two games for Wednesday, two games for Friday and in games for Saturday and Sunday. And turnouts were pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some people that prefer some games over, over another, but there's a variety. Mm-hmm. But the part that started to get to me that burnt me out was I got to a point where the only time I would play a game would be on stream mm-hmm. or I would have to play a game for review. And mm-hmm. so my passion for gaming started waning. So I was like, okay, I can't keep doing that. I want to mm-hmm. play something because I want to play it. So, you know, coming to Twitch, I actually did do a variety of different streams, different games on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have noticed with Twitch, like it does favor you playing one particular game <laughs> versus a variety or, and so Towards me coming towards to, to Twitch, mm-hmm. I started getting way more opportunities like with companies, Capcom, Square Enix, you know, boom, review this game, review that. So it got mm-hmm. to the point for me where I'm like, I can't keep playing a variety of games because outside of it, I've got a list of games to review. So I just started sticking with one game, which was Final Fantasy 14, mm-hmm. and I love it. But I'm also in a boat where I only play it on stream because when I'm not streaming, I'm working on a review. Like right now, I probably have like 
15 games of review that are all due by Tuesday. Ooh. So, so, you know, I'm out here grinding. Yeah. Um, so I know like some of my audience prefer that, you know, they miss when I used to do variety streaming and, and be honest, like I just, I burnt myself out with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's as a creator, you only have so many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're working with companies, you sign NDAs, you mm-hmm. have to deliver a product. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's not easy trying to juggle all that, especially, I mean, you got to keep your social media presence up. You still got to maintain certain, you know, whatever it's uh, streams or videos going out. So you still have to do that. So I, in a way, I'm glad that I'm doing Final Fantasy because it does give me time to like, that's my, that's my me time. That's my fun yeah. time. Yeah. But at the same time, I do realize that that audience, if they're not into a variety of other games, Mm-hmm. The minute and I saw this when I did Avengers when Square mm-hmm. hit me up about doing sponsored streams for that, mm-hmm. my viewership only went up when I got rated. Mm. But a lot of the folks that come for Final Fantasy fourteen, when they saw that, they're like, I've even had some actively say like, Oh, I don't, I don't care about this. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna watch this. Mm-hmm. And so this, it, it literally, it's a double edged sword. It is. So at one point, I'm over here like, well, I want to grow. I want to hit partner on Twitch. I really mm-hmm. love playing this game. And I've got, because I'm a Final Fantasy head, I mm-hmm. love it. I don't mm-hmm. get bored of it. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, I wouldn't mind streaming more stuff. But I also got this pile, this mountain over here of other games that I have to make written and video reviews for. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would your advice to me be? Because I'm over here like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really uh, common... I don't want to say common problem because not everyone is as blessed to have the problem of too many games to play and you know, <laughs> reaching out, but it's a very uh, common problem for like people in terms of like figuring out how they go about picking games. Um, yeah. So my first recommendation and the first thing that I would do and the first thing I I have done since then is starting your streams off with your bread and butter. Yeah. And switch to a different game after. So one way you can still do both is to just be like, you know, we're going to play Final Fantasy 14 for three, four hours today. And we're going to end off with something a little different um, because I love playing this as well. And I want to show you all this and especially mm-hmm. like saying that as well people were just like uh maybe i'll listen for a second maybe i'll see what's going on here like i know y'all probably heard all this you know trash talking about marvel's avengers but like i just want to show y'all that like it's a lot better than you probably thought it was and then you know going to for like an hour or something like that and seeing how people respond to that once you've kind of started with your bread and butter and then transitioned over to the other game um that would probably be the first thing that i would recommend with regards to that mm. Um, okay. And then the other thing is, this is going to it's going to hurt to hear this. Okay. But the reason I stopped calling myself a reviewer specifically is that very reason. You're expected to get through the whole game and do your formal review of the game and make content based on that. But there are a lot of companies who find a lot of value in you just straight up streaming the game. Whether yeah. you play it only once or twice, or you play it more than that, just 
even having that on your channel at, at in any capacity and they can look at the vod or you can upload it to youtube just like a first impressions thing like that has a lot of value too so it yeah. might come down to maybe a, a slight shift in how you're approaching the content creation aspect of it of saying you know i want to do like a first impressions rather than like a full review yeah I, I, I miss doing reviews. Like I miss it so much. Cause I, I know, you know, you feel the same way. Like you get to go deep into the game and explore <laughs> every aspect of it that makes it unique and, and tick. But you just don't have enough time in a day to make that happen for every game. You really don't. You <laughs> really it don't. It sucks, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a reality that we face. And it's one that I, um, begrudgingly left behind with regards to like how I present my brand is like a reviewing thing. It was like, ah, you might see a review every now and then, but it's mostly like impressions or like compilations or like a, a, a playthrough or something. And then I'll talk about it during stream, like while it's all going on. So it's like a, it's a review, but it's a review that's happening on the spot. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to tell you to stop doing reviews. Cause I know, I know you love them. <laughs> like, I love them. I love doing them, but I had to, I got my hands in a lot of pots right now. And I had to just be like, you know what? I will come back to this someday. It's not right now. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, you know, like I, I, and I try to tell, and I, I know we got a question in the yeah. chat. We, we're going to get, we're going to get right to it. But like, I, I know like a lot of people, will be like, oh, you know, oh, th this game comes out. They'd be like, oh, man, I'm playing this game. I'm enjoying it. Da da da. Mikhail, are you playing it? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I was playing that weeks ago. I was playing that before <laughs> it even came out. Yeah. And like for me, like Ghost of Tsushima, like I knocked that game out. I'm still playing before. it. <laughs> like two weeks before that that launched, I, I like because I had it for a month and then I beat it two weeks before it came out to the public. Mm. Now I'm like, I'm done with it. And then people are like, oh, why don't you stream that? Because I already beat it. Mm. I don't want to go back. Like me personally, not that I don't like going back and playing games, but like I beat it and I'm already done with it. I To understand, this is peeking behind the veil, guys. But as a reviewer, you're always on to the next thing. There's a time when something's relevant. When it's games, it's usually a week and a half. And after that, the oh, next thing. The next. And you, you got to be able to be with it. Like, and, and with, I know there's a lot of content creators I know that are still like trying to make content for games that came out months ago. And I'm over here like, unless you got a different angle with it, you're wasting your time. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, I would agree with that. And I would also disagree with it. Uh, and I okay. say that specifically because there are some people who will not watch you play something new because they yes. don't want spoilers. Yes. And I, I empathize with that because I hate when things get spoiled for me. So like if I, even if I raid one of the homies and they're playing Ghost of Tsushima, but they're further in, I'll raid them and leave because I want to experience that for myself. And I want the chat to experience that. So sometimes what happens is people will play the game. And then mm -hmm. they'll watch you to see how you react to the games that they played. That way, the game like, "Yo, you just did this this whole situation way different than I was gonna than I did it, 
or I just you just showed me some location that I've never seen before. And I played this game for 200 hours. Like what? So there's an element of that to it. But there's also, like you said, like the new new is overall going to get more attention. But there is still value in, in stepping back into games as long as, again, you have, you have to have an angle, though. You have to have a reason for someone to do that. Yeah. So maybe you, you you play the game on, on launch day to just, like, test the waters a little bit. You're like, all right, I'm going to take, like, I'm going to take, like, a week off so that y'all can catch up so that we can play it again. So sometimes that kind of thing helps out, too. Yeah. No, no, I, I, you, you're totally right with that. Like, that's, uh, especially when it comes to streaming. Like, I, I fully agree with you. Like, there is more value in streaming it, getting that exposure for a company, also for yourself and for your audience. Because, I mean, dude, that's like, a, like, when it comes to, let's take Marvel's Avengers. How much negative, <laughs> bro, how, how many people were trying to, like, murder that game before it launched? They were people upset that they were Verizon skins. Like, this is just a money grab, and they don't let you get all the content in the game. You have to be a Verizon customer to get this. And I'm over here like, those skins are hideous. I don't want them. (laughs) If you are upset about that, you have a bigger problem. (laughs) That has nothing to do with that partnership. (laughs) It is going to be okay. This is just the launch, first of all. Yeah. Well, there's all this stuff you can unlock in the game just by playing the game that are way better than any of those skins. Yeah. And third of all, they're adding they the le- the list of all the characters they're adding leaked and they pretty much confirmed. Like we're getting so many more characters. Like y'all are tripping. Mm-hmm. Tripping. I I I couldn't I was just dreaming of a game like this when I was younger playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I was like, man. Right? I wish we had a game that was like a third person action RPG version of this. I love my ultimate Alliance, but what if it can be like a, just a more intimate experience, more cinematic. Yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the misconceptions a lot has gone off from like content creators and typically it's the content creators looking for clickbait, which is a very real thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I get it because if you look at marketing, any news, good or bad, is good because it's exposure. Or any mm-hmm. exposure, good or bad, it's exposure. It's mm-hmm. good for you. Uh, there's this a huge misconception that you got to pay for everything, that things are behind paywalls. But if you really look at the structure of the game, you don't have to, you can buy the base game and unlock everything. You just got to play it, which is mm-hmm. kind of how we grew up. With games where you had to play them <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to unlock stuff. So it's like, I, you know, when I did my review of it and now the streaming, I had a bunch of people coming in constantly saying, oh, you know, everything's behind a paywall. No, just play the game and unlock it then. I mean, there are skins that you that are premium skins that you have to get. But I mean, yeah, you don't need those in order to experience the game, experience everything it has to offer. I mean, there are. There's a lot of content in here, y'all. There's a lot. <laughs> oh, man. So, so Dari Sensei had a question. Uh, they wanted to ask, like, just want to know what would be five things uh, for the little guy to pay attention to to keep the viewers engaged? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only been doing it for two months, and I feel I'm engaging, but I'm chill, so I'm not spontaneous. 
uh go ahead you can you can take first crack okay uh first thing to keep in mind is even if there isn't anyone in your chat room talk as if there is mm-hmm. engage with nobody <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're playing tomb raider and you're looking around for a clue talk about it I'm like man i've been sitting here for five minutes looking around for this damn clue and i feel like it should be gleaming somewhere but i'm looking around and you know oh wow the, the light the way the light's coming in from here looks really really beautiful but i wonder if there's a reason why that's doing it. so everything that you're thinking in your head just mm-hmm. say it out loud let let people hear your process because sometimes what happens is you're streaming it happens a little bit less now because they've, they've gotten faster about updating the numbers but sometimes what happens is you're streaming and it doesn't show you actually how many people are watching you it shows you a snapshot of it but it doesn't update in time so you could be you could be streaming to five or ten people but you just haven't realized or known it because it just hasn't updated or they might even mm-hmm. be people who haven't signed in to twitch yet but they're still watching so there are a lot of uh nuanced little things about that that can throw you off so my first mm-hmm. advice is stream as if there are people watching uh and stream as if you are you just just showing people a good time even if no one's saying anything because uh, again, people sometimes just like to lurk. They don't want to say anything. They're folding laundry and watching the stream. Yeah, and you know, to add on to that too, you know, with the the self talk, get comfortable doing that mm-hmm. because the big thing about streaming content creating, your first impression can often be the last impression. So you want to make sure you're putting on your best. There was times and I'm going to go back to like when I really got serious about streaming a year ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zero Fanatics in the chat. He was the only viewer I had. Mm -hmm. That's the OG. (laughs) And we 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 were playing all kinds of games and I'm talking to him. like, Hey, do you see that? Blah, blah, blah. And we're just like going back and forth and it's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And then that, that, you know, when people come in and they see you're engaged and you're interacting, that's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Let, me go, let me go peep this person out. Like it's, it's something you want to keep doing. Even if you chill, that doesn't mean like you can't like engage. It's mm-hmm. fine. You can be laid back. Hey, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Just be engaging, engage with the audience. If you're thinking something, well, have some some sense of a filter, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I was about to say, <laughs> depending on what your audience is, you might want to keep that one for yourself, <laughs> right? 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 So, uh, there was like a part of me that 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 like me, I I sometimes I I lack a brain to mouth filter, but I've gotten better at it because on the same token of where you want to be authentic and raw. You also have to look at it from a business perspective of a brand. You are essentially, when you're streaming, creating content, you're putting anything on on the internet or social media, you are effectively creating a brand. And if in the long run you want to work with businesses, you can't be as raw as you, you can be raw, but you can't be, you can't be fully raw. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, you could you could be out the garden on the you know kitchen table, but you can't still be in the dirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's it's uh what you what you say definitely is true. Uh get comfortable with doing that. Uh the other the other bit of advice I have is with regards to picking your games that you play. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're starting out, don't go automatically with what's popular and expect that you're going to get a viewership because if it's popular, it's popular for a reason and there are already thousands of people doing exactly what you're doing so if your objective is viewership i would suggest not focusing too much on that i mean play what you want to play regardless but growth wise like try to think outside the box with the kind of game that you're playing on your channel because especially with regards to indie games there are a lot of developers who browse the directory to see who's playing their game. Oh, yeah. And sometimes what will happen is they'll end up retweeting you because they're just like, yo, this person is actually really interesting. So take the stuff that we said earlier, apply that to the more obscure games, as long as you like them, as long as you enjoy them. And you may find that you have an audience, not only in terms of just viewers coming in, like, oh, there's there's someone else playing this game. I love this game. I wish more people were playing it. But also the developers is like, yo, like you're playing my game that I've worked for on three years. Like, this is so cool to see you doing this. And you, you'd be surprised how often that actually does happen. Um, so think outside the box in terms of the games that you're covering and, and taking a look at. Yeah, definitely. Um, on that note, when it comes to picking a game, uh, like you said, don't. So if you're trying, if your your goal is like I'm gonna be a Fortnite player, good luck. That's all I'm gonna say to you. Good luck. You have to be hilarious and insanely good at that game, and then you have to filter through all the other people who are exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that one's uh that, that that one's a lot of work, and it's the same thing too. Like I I got a friend who. Uh, just got into streaming and they're playing fighting games and you know they're like oh you know i really want to play street fighter 5 and and this this and this and like i'm gonna stream this and i'm gonna get a lot of people watching and i'm like here's the thing with playing fighting games you either have to be insanely good or famous in the fgc for people to just you know you know because otherwise, no one's trying to watch you. No one and, cares. <laughs> you know, like, no, literally nobody cares. Like, I love fighting games. I grew up on the sticks in the arcade. But even I'm over here like, yeah, I'm not about to to do fighting. And and then, too, like, even if you were to get an audience, you're going to get an audience that's going to be really critical of everything you do. Like, how come you didn't do this on that, fr- that frame trap? How come you didn't do this? at you know whatever this hitbox is why did you go for that move and you don't have to be able to deal with it mm-hmm. so it's like picking a game to stream or cover is not easy mm-hmm. um going again for me going back to final fantasy 14 i saw 
So here's the crazy thing about Final Fantasy 14. Do you play? Do you play? I have played, uh, but I, I, uh, this is going to be a controversial take. Oh, go for it. I like it, but I am more inclined to like games that are centered more on like the fine motor action RPG style. So like, I like, for example, like basic attack that enemies throw at you. You can't Mm. really dodge those. You can dodge like the ones where there's like a cone or like a very, uh, animated give for the the moves you can move out of the way of those but it's like there's no iframes there's no like dodge out of the way and then blah blah like i like mmos that give you that how how far have you gotten in it uh, not that far i've i've seen other people playing it i've watched other people playing it and i know i know for sure that a lot of those raids have like very meticulous <sighs> like timing on things and movements but like my thing is like the from the beginning through the end i feel like the it should feel like a more uh the things that you do have more impact on what happens so like starting out for example like all the enemies just have basic attacks and you're trying to move out of the way of them but you just can't yeah that's how it is for a long time up until you get to where like you have the raids and the dungeons and all those specific things but for me that just that killed it for me i was like nope (laughs) 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 Nope. (laughs) but i uh, but to that credit though like okay adrian actually he gave me a very strong case for like what it turns into once you give it the time and like Mm -hmm. i watched him doing it i watched uh, my boy technique i watched pro quesadilla doing it and i was like this all looks really cool but to get there, I got to go through a lot of bullshit that I don't want to do. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that that's the thing, too. That's one of the negatives I have with uh, Final Fantasy 14 is it, it takes a long ass time for it to get really good. And like once it gets like where I'm at now, I'm in um, I beat the main the base game and mm-hmm. I beat the first expansion. So I'm mm-hmm. going into the, the second expansion. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you how the gameplay changes to mm-hmm. where is is damn near real time mm-hmm. and literally you got the iframes and all that you literally do have all that mm. it's just getting there mm. that's that's the problem with it yeah but, but, <laughs> you know like i i know I, I understand it, it's not controversial mate. i mean <laughs> i think it's controversial because a lot of people like who love final fantasy 14 like <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear yeah. nothing bad about it, but yeah, you know that's not everybody. It's just some people who feel that you know. No, it's it's, it's got a it's got a very 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 dedicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but but um, you know, for me, like with Final Fantasy fourteen, what I found, especially on Twitch, like it is a game that is popular. Mm-hmm. But it's not to the point where you've got a metric ton of people playing it. Yes. So there's still opportunities for discovery. Like, I yeah. picked that game. One, I love it. But it's also got giving me the opportunity to get discovered. Um, the community is very welcoming. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. you in, you in. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and one of the other things, too, I noticed... Um, there's not a lot of brothers and sisters playing it. There's yeah, uh, yeah. 
I, I know a handful of brothers and sisters playing it, but like handful <laughs> that I know outside of Final Fantasy 14 as well. Like I already know them. So it's like, yeah, but like, you know, so there's like, there, it doesn't have that person. That's mm-hmm. just like, you think of that game, you think of it. Like you, you think of Fortnite, you think of Ninja, you think of mm-hmm. such and such, you think of this person. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 14 doesn't have that. So I, I come in, and then another thing, like, I've looked at other people that are streaming it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to piss some of y'all off, and it's kind of <laughs> what I do. Like, <laughs> A lot of folks are boring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same no personality. Wow. I, I've ne- I never really got into WoW, but, like, there are some who, who like, I'm going to play only WoW and not do anything with it. <laughs> it's like, this is, this is just you time. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> But you're supposed to be here to give people a show. Er, <laughs> yeah. guys in the chat. I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking. You're not bored. You know, but I'm just saying. Like I've seen a lot of Final Fantasy 14 folks that they just have no personality. Like you, you raid them or you you try to talk to them. They talk super monotone. They have no energy. And I'm over here like I'm over here. I, I'll be playing Final Fantasy. I'll be in the dungeon. Or I'm fighting a boss, or I'm doing a raid. Man, I'm talking mad shit. Like I'm just, <laughs> you know, like the 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 south in me comes out. I'm over here, like, did you see that big motherfucker <laughs> over there? Man, you won't really come at me with that big ass sword. Look, I'm look, I'm gonna make you famous. Come over here. I'm gonna, t- I will yeah. talk all kinds of trash. Right. And then it got to a point like, I started calling myself like the Ric Flair. Fantasy <laughs> Seven, so yo, I can win in there. And start cutting promos. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll walk up to the boss because like before you cue the boss, everyone's gonna come around. So I'll start throwing emotes at the boss, and I'll start cutting a promo. Like we about to go up in WrestleMania. So yeah. I, I do that. My audience is like tripping out. They're like, yo, this dude is wilding. But yeah. I do it because one, I talk a lot of shit in real life when I'm playing the game because mm-hmm. I mean, have fun. Know. That's, that's how we do it. And then two, because it's like no one else is doing it. Mm-hmm. So that so <laughs> wait, Zero said you also be like, is she taller than me? Catch me. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, for real though, if I if I see because for whatever reason, a lot of the females in the game are taller than my character. And in mm-hmm. real life, I have a thing. Like, I'm six two. Yeah. But I have a I have a thing for tall women. So I'm like, God damn, you an Amazon? Can I climb? Yeah. <laughs> can you bitch me real quick? Yeah, for real. Like, just pick me up. Just carry me. Yeah. So, I like, I, for once. <laughs> so, like, I'll say some random shit like that in the game, and then, you know, I get people rolling. But to, for me, it's like, yo, no one else is doing it. It's an opportunity. Plus, it gets people entertained. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, do it, something like that. The, it's, it's just really like, it's just about having a good time, yeah. you know? People just want a good time. They want to, they want to see some. You know, a reason why I don't, mm, I do play fighting games a lot. I try not to get too tilted because, like, raging and being frustrated all the time is like not really. I don't think that's that inviting. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for people to be enjoying what they do and having fun, even if I'm enjoying a game. I'm getting tilted. Like I, I, I've, I've caught myself in the past before, just like being so mad that like people in chat are like, "Are you mad?" But like. That's not even me mad. That's just me frustrated. Like, damn. Like, I wish I could have just, oh, just. So, so, so I'm assuming playing Smash Ultimate with Nintendo's crappy internet infrastructure. 
I've I've learned. <laughs> I've, I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> I've I've learned that that is just always going to be a thing, and I have to accept that the second I press go live playing that game, <laughs> the very millisecond, it's like you know what this shit is going to be laggy. I do that okay with it. I'm going to press a button and it ain't going to come out like three times until after I'm already falling off the ledge. I just have to accept that. Let's just have a good time. <laughs> and that's literally one of the ways that we get around that is we just we do like a random thing. So like everyone picks random and we just whoever we get, we get. So if you win, it's like, All right, bet. I figured out how to do this thing. And if you lose, it's like, I don't know this character. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just be honest with me. Like, hey, yeah. shit, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's, it's really about entertaining. Uh, you know, going back to your your question, Dari Sensei, it's really about just entertaining, and you're fresh at it. Yeah, two mm-hmm. two months in, mm-hmm. don't don't even stress about it. Don't don't. Uh, another thing, it's gonna it's gonna be a two prong thing. Go for it. Do not look at your numbers while you're streaming. Oh yeah, don't do it. Just go in, have your chat up. Uh, if you want to see the statistics of like if your chat, if your channel is like green and it's still doing okay in terms of like the uh, bit rate, you can have mm-hmm. that up on your dashboard. But don't look at the viewers because that can psych you out sometimes. Like again, my thing is to just stream as if there are a lot of people watching. I have my numbers up now just because I have my dashboard up and I'm mm-hmm. just like looking at making sure that everything is working the way it needs to and like if I need to start squad stream or start a bounty I can do that from the dashboard otherwise I don't look at my numbers because I don't even want to know I just want to know that there are people even if they ain't saying nothing are enjoying themselves yeah you don't need the numbers um and uh damn what was the other thing I was going to say I think that was like the really important one, especially if you're starting out. It's like don't don't bother looking at the numbers because it is is just you you look at them after your stream and, yeah. and see. All right, I did this stream. I played these games. I'm seeing that the trend is people are more receptive to these specific games, and then you can you can plan around that. You can there's a there's a website called sullygnome.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, S-U-L-L-Y-G-N-O-M-E. It'll give you a very detailed uh, analytics on what your what games you play the most, uh, how many viewers per hour you get for those games, mm-hmm. uh, what your average viewership is for the game, y- your uh, followers per game. Like it, it'll tell you all that stuff. And so, if you're really just focused on trying to grow use tools like that that will help you plan out what you should be doing. Yeah. Because it, it it makes a pretty big difference in terms of planning things. Yeah. Twitch tracker, uh I'm trying to remember if <sighs> what I'm thinking of. Let's see. And then we had uh Allspark Warrior he had a question. Uh he says how much time and effort did it take for you to get to where you are now? Um, time I've been doing, I've been streaming since 2015. So it's been five years that I've been mm-hmm. streaming. Um, which has it been five years? I thought it's been longer than that. Um, 2015. Yeah. Does it even feel like it's been that long since like, okay. <laughs> and, and I don't know what time is anymore. 
you could tell me it's a construct of my imagination, and I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. Um, it, I've been doing this for about five years. I've been doing YouTube longer, technically, but I stopped really doing YouTube for a long time, aside from uploading my podcasts on there. I, I don't, I haven't putting a lot of videos up on YouTube, and I feel like I should, but I just don't have the time to do it as much as I want to. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much how long I've been doing it. And in terms of effort, when I first started, I was I didn't have a schedule or I didn't have a uh, particular uh, genre that I stuck to, uh, which also kind of ties into some more advice I have for you as well. Um, I didn't uh, collaborate that much with other people. I didn't do a lot of advertising through my YouTube videos for it. Like when I started mm-hmm. off, it was just like, I'm just going to go live whenever and see what happens. So it would be like maybe once a week, maybe twice a week. Um, and I didn't really take it that seriously. It was just like a, it was a thing I had and I, I kind of started playing around with it. And then I started getting into it a little bit more and then a, a spiral of a, a snowball of different things started happening all one after another. And that's when I started mm-hmm. taking seriously and started thinking about all those things um but yeah like to the point of the schedule like having a schedule where people can go understand and know like i'm gonna be bored on a tuesday i know oni streams on tuesday let me just go pop in and see what he's up to some people do that and some people don't but it's a it's at least a way for people to know off the bat on the in the back of their mind that you, they know they can find you during this time or this day, at least the day. Yeah. And then the genre, like I, I'm mostly an action RPG streamer. So like, that's kind of like my bread and butter genre. So like, even though it's variety, like people know that like at some point throughout the week, we're going to be playing some action RPGs. Mm-hmm. And then there might be some fighting games in there or some, you know, Call of Duty in there or some Doom Eternal. Like there, there'll be some other stuff with it, but bread and butter have one of those yeah um but yeah effort wise uh i don't know how to quantify the effort (laughs) that's a hard one (laughs) yeah i I would say that i've been i've been pouring my heart into this for for at least three or four years like going hard at it uh there's been times when I was working uh, my full-time job and, and streaming and making YouTube and and podcasts where I was, like I said before, I don't remember if it was while we were recording or not. I was only getting five hours of sleep on average if I was lucky per night. Yeah. And it's because I was just, I was just trying to do everything that I could because I wanted it. And I, I wanted to uh, prove to myself that I could do it. And I wanted to have those opportunities to, uh, be spotlighted in some way. I wanted to be known on the in this gaming space for what I do. And so I, I just went all in. I don't recommend that everyone does exactly what I did um, because it will burn you out at some point. I got sick a lot. Like I would get a cold all the time or I would get, uh, I remember I got the flu one year and it was, it was rough. It was real rough. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you should put a lot of effort into it. I think you should really uh, be very, what's the word I'm looking for? Intentional mm-hmm. about the decisions you make regarding it. 
It doesn't mean you have to stream eight hours a night every day, but it does mean <clears> you have to pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I found that like when it comes to streaming, because I've seen some people say like, if you're streaming five to eight hours a day, well, not every single day, but your streams are like five or eight hours. You're streaming too long. I I've seen that. And I'm kind of like, that's really per, you know, per case. You can't mm-hmm. really, you can't really tie that to everything because I've had some situations where I'm like playing a game and it's real good. And the audience is enjoying it. And there's that part of me that's like, let me pull that Dragon Be- Dragon Ball Z off next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> like I have to catch myself. Like no, we can't. We're gonna keep going through. Yeah. And you just power through it, and you just keep going. And then at a certain point, you're like, all right, we're gonna we'll, we'll, we'll kill it here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like trying to do two or three hour streams all the time is kind of like. You're just getting into it at that point. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, so, a, it's definitely a case by case basis. So it's just one of those things, like, yeah, like in, enjoy it. You know, like you don't want to be streaming eight hours to like one viewer or two viewers or mm-hmm. three. But when you get to a point you got four, five, six, seven, eight more people coming in, and if they share it and they bring more people, or people discover you on the homepage or whatever, just keep going because at the same time. You never know who's watching. And Twitch, you can't really tell who's actually watching you because that doesn't update frequently at all. Yeah. I've had times where I've had, where I'm thinking I've got like one, oh no, no, I'm thinking I've got like, you know, nine or 10 viewers. And then next thing I know, that viewer count jumps up to like 30, 40, mm-hmm. 50. And I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Just because it doesn't tell you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, stream. Don't don't I, I don't recommend streaming every single day. Nah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that that's a bit much. You're doing too much at that point. Because at some point you gotta get people I say an off time. And I look at streaming the same way I look at like TV. You know, you watch mm-hmm. a TV show, you got a schedule, it's coming on, it's gonna be from this time to this time, or it might have a special that runs a little longer. Mm-hmm. But people know when and this goes back to what you were saying about having a schedule. People know when to come watch you, when to set aside time, because the most important thing you can get and people are given to you is their time. Thousand so percent. you got to respect that. So when you set a schedule and you're going to stream at this point and then you get maybe at the end of the time of when you're going to stream and then you get a bunch of more people come in, just hey, play it by ear. Mm-hmm. But every single day, nah, don't do that. Two, three, maybe four times a week if you want to do it that much. But if you're going to stream and you want to grow, definitely have an opportunity to utilize other platforms to draw people to you. And just mm-hmm. realize that consistency is key. And for a lot of us creators, even successful ones, consistency is a very hard thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It really is. Because things come up, shit happens, and you you gotta give yourself time to rest first and foremost. 
Um, and you also got to give the op- the uh, audience an opportunity to miss you just a little bit. You know, you make yourself available all the time. It's like, I'll just catch you tomorrow. I'll just mm-hmm. catch you an hour from now. It's like, if you're always there, you always give someone an excuse to <laughs> do something else instead. Uh, yeah. And on top of that, man, let's, let's dive into resting. Huh? Mm. Okay. How important would you say rest is and how, like, from going off of five hours of sleep to where you're at now, how much of a change and benefit has that been for you? I literally, literally can't remember the last time I've been sick. <laughs> like right? the last time was like <laughs> when I was doing the most with all that. I think the it might have been during Christmas vacation, like four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had stayed up late. All types of bad things have happened because I didn't sleep enough. So I'll preface that by saying that. <laughs> uh, th- this time we were, my fiance's family is from Florida. Okay. And we were in the Everglades, mm-hmm. uh, riding bikes through the Everglades with like alligators on the side of the road. It was like sunbathing, like a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like a thing you can do. I was extremely sick while that was all happening and that was because of my full-time job the streaming and i was finishing a commission for a christmas gift for someone that had to be done before i left to go on this trip Mm -hmm. from boston so i was in boston at the time and that's when that happened so cut to in the everglades it's like a i don't even remember how many miles it was i was everything was hazy Mm -hmm. we go one way towards like this like observatory area where you can like take pictures and overlook the Everglades and blah, blah, blah. My bike was messed up too. Like we, we rented bikes and mine was like broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the way back, my fiance and her sister, they were like cruising along doing just fine. I'm huffing and puffing, blowing down my internal house the entire time. And it was just, it was, it was, a struggle and all because i just wasn't giving myself enough time prior to that trip to rest up to ensure that my immune system was where it needed to be you know i i ate healthy all the time but that was that's not enough you have to give your body a chance to rest yeah and i was i was too hungry i i wanted i wanted it all and i almost got eaten by some alligator Yeah, so that was like the last fond memory I have of being sick. I'm I'm sure I've gotten like some sinus infection or cold since then or something like that. But like, you know, knock on wood, like I don't really get sick like that anymore. But I, I get sleep. Yeah, like I know for me, like I said, like it's been a, exactly a year since I went full time. And when I was working full time, I was constantly getting sick. Every time I turn around, I'm like, God damn it, I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I get sick, my wife will get sick, then get me sick. Or I get mm-hmm. sick, then get her sick. Mm-hmm. And then since I've been full-time, i probably only gotten sick once. Mm-hmm. And the only time I got sick, I ended up getting, I think, I got, yeah, I got pneumonia. Mm. And I got something else, too. I got pneumonia and a cold. Mm-hmm. And then I got that by proxy of going to uh, the store she worked at, someone that was sick, and I got sick. Mm-hmm. But in a whole year, one time, 
mm-hmm. versus working full time, mm-hmm. you lose count how many times because you know. And it and on top of that, resting. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of times when you know people hit me up on Discord, DM, whatever. Sometimes like I I don't immediately respond, and usually it's just because I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know I'm over here getting that eight hours of sleep, seven eight. Mm-hmm. So I leave damn yeah <laughs> you know like i'm over here like man I, I wake up and i'm like man i'm feeling good yeah. yeah and it is you know for 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 anyone who's thinking like you know you gotta lose sleep just so you can grind and do it sometimes you gotta hustle you gotta give us some sleep but mm-hmm. you gotta realize resting is important for a reason because if you don't rest it affects your mindset, your mood, your health overall. Mm-hmm. Get that rest. Yeah. There have been people who have literally died from lack of sleep. Yep. It's a real thing. So sleep when you can. You know, even if you, if you fall asleep, listen to our sultry voices, wherever <laughs> you are on this podcast, you know, wake back up and pick up where you are. Get that rest if you need it. If your body exactly. is you. You got to listen. Exactly. Um, one of the things I want to dive into with you is uh, with podcasting. You got your podcast, the Black Homie Podcast. Man, tell us about that. Like, what would uh, what got you into po- the podcasting game? And is it as easy as everyone says it is to be a podcaster and to start a podcast and be successful with it? Woo, Chile. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I started the Black Oni podcast, I think it was 2013, 2012. It was, I think it was 2013. You've been at for a grip. <laughs> yeah. We're almost at a, ironically enough, we're almost, I've done them so periodically since then because um, of all the other things going on. We're almost at 100 episodes. Nice. Uh, yeah, which is, is, is dope. But, um, I started because I started my YouTube channel and I was just like, I, I love playing games and the conversations that I have with my friends while we're playing are hilarious. Mm-hmm. People would really love it. You know, I'm going to start uploading stuff on YouTube uh, and I'm going to start, um, we're going to start a podcast. Another friend of mine, uh, Bauer kills. He just started uh, streaming recently. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to play together often and, you know, I, I, I brought the idea up and I was like, yeah, would you be down to do a podcast? And so he was like, yeah, let's do a podcast. And around that time, we were going to call it Flynn, Flynn and Wigs. Mm-hmm. But I remember he um, he was like, I don't know how often I'll be able to do it, though, just because of how crazy things are going right now. So I was like, well, if it's if it's not going to be us all the time, then it might as well. I, I'll just call it something different for the time being until until I figure something else out. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I used to go by JBlaze06. That was a uh, that was actually my my handle. And then Black Oni was like the business name, so I was like, all right, I'll just put it under Black Oni, and I'll call myself JBlaze06 whenever we do the show. And then I'll just mm-hmm. be what it is. Uh, and then I rebranded myself to Black Oni to just I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take on my business name as my also like my personal brand name and make it all into one, so it's just less confusing for people. Mm-hmm. and then that, that's just kind of like how that started and since then um this year 
last year I had gotten really bad about it. Like it had been months since episodes came by, but this year I've gotten a lot better about it. I'm trying to do it at least once a month. Um, but sometimes it's every two weeks, but um I envy you. I try to do this every single week. That this shit draining. <laughs> it is a reason why I only do it either two <laughs> twice within a month or once in a month is because, like you said, it is it's not as easy as just being like, all right, I'm just gonna turn on my microphone and just start doing it. It's literally uh it's literally setting up dates to coordinate with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that podcast, it's four people, so it's myself and three other people. So we have to align with the schedule to make that happen. Uh, then it's a matter of figuring out what topics are going to be covered during it, uh, and depending on what's going on, you know, if I did a podcast on Sunday and it's Wednesday now, and all this stuff with PlayStation happened, like I would have missed out on all this news. So like I try to line it up with with things that are going on in the industry that are like mm-hmm. really worth talking about. And then there are scheduling conflicts. So then you're like, oh, shit, I have to have a, a plan B. But I don't want people to feel like they're plan B if they're like trying to be on the podcast. too. <laughs> and then there is like we're doing it live now. Like you got to set everything up for the last. You got to set up the overlays. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure all that's aligned and making sense. Upload that. I, I do it between two computers. So I got to send it to my other computer to ensure that that's on there. Make sure the audio is all good through the mixer. Mm-hmm. Ensure that everyone who's coming onto the call doesn't drop out, or else it's going to look real crazy. <laughs> like <laughs> that, those are just small aspects of everything that make it a nightmare when you're thinking about the logistics. Mm-hmm. And then there's everything that happens afterwards. It's like, all right, making sure it's all, on all these platforms, making sure the audio came through clear and crisp, and it's good. Uh, but getting it up on N4G, getting it up on the blog, getting it up here, all the social media, I got to put posts out for that. And then that's just one episode. <laughs> that's just one episode that you have mm-hmm. all you got to do. So I, 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 I like when I do my podcast, I do like a whole uh, I put like a doc together of all the topics we have so that people on the show like know where we're going to talk about it. Or they have the link so they can research it. All of that is work. Yeah. All of it. And as much as I love podcasting, it, it ain't easy as just pressing a button. <laughs> it no. definitely involves a lot more than just that. Yeah. But I do love it. <laughs> Why well, put up with it? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a grind, man, and, and especially, you know everything that's the behind the scenes aspect of it, you know, making sure everyone's volumes are good. No one's peaking, making sure, you know, if you're doing a video version as well, like it's, I feel like it's more stress doing video, a video version and a live version mm-hmm. than anything else, you mm-hmm. know? And I, I've had it where like, okay, so I interviewed this one voice actor. Um, he did the voice of Mega Man and Mega Man 11. Mm. Uh, y'all can figure out who that is. I ain't gonna name drop him. <laughs> but um okay, another clue. He's Bond in Seven Deadly Sins. So I, <laughs> I did an interview with him back in 20, 2017. Mm. And it was cool until he's like in the middle of the interview, he's like, All right, I gotta go. Yeah. It's like I'm uh, like uh, 
<laughs> Wait, what? Uh, excuse? Uh, <laughs> but uh, what the what 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 the f- what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, and he's like, yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, do you want to, we, we want to run this back. Oh yeah. Let's do it in a year. <laughs> a year. That <laughs> has not been back on my <laughs> since. And I've been <laughs> won't come back on my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, who knows what happened then? Like it could have been like, a. He realized a scheduling conflict in the middle is like, oh shit, I gotta go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it very well could have been something like that. So, you know, in a situation like that, like I was running, I'm running my podcast through Discord. When someone drops out of the call, it moves everyone. Mm-hmm. And so whatever overlay I have for four people now needs to compensate for three people who are all in different places of the of the entire screen. It ain't it ain't pretty. <laughs> it ain't pretty. Mm-mm. No, it's not. It's uh, and it, it's just one of those things, and you, you just got to learn how to how to work with it. Like when I had to upload the audio version of it, I just chopped that part completely out. Mm-hmm. Had a custom outro. He didn't even give me the opportunity to do the outro. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do my outro. And then two other thing, like I've come to know is like, especially when it comes to dealing with people, mm-hmm. um, you know when you get to a point where your, your show has some prestige to it, mm-hmm. you kind of want to curate what guests you have on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to just have any old kind of body on. Cause it's like, if you set up like, okay, with this podcast here, I get celebrities, I get content creators, I get people in tech and gaming industry. I, any, for me, mm-hmm. any guests I get on this show is quality. Mm-hmm. They're doing a the damn thing. Well, I got you on here, man. I respect you also respect the grind. That. Seeing, you. you know, you you out here doing the damn thing. So I want that level of quality every time you catch this show. And mm-hmm. I've got a lot of people be like, oh man, let me get on your show. And I'm like, But like, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna start streaming soon. It's like, but what do you do? I mean, you know, like I, I've had people, you know, I've had people, especially out here and, and, and I, I'm a, I'll let this out again. I, I do. I piss off people in Hawaii a lot too, because <laughs> yeah, I'm out here, but I don't really cater to a Hawaii audience. And it's just because I've tried and they don't really care for what I do because it's not, you know, not local. Mm. I'm over here. Like if I got a global audience, that's better than having just local one. Mm-hmm. So I've had recently, I guess, you know, folks out here that have come to notice that, oh, he's got other people on the show, people I know. Then they're like, oh, let, uh, let me get on that show with you. But what are you going to talk about? If mm-hmm. I get a, if I get somebody that listens to my show and then like if I've got a, a, a string of guests, like I've got you. I've got Gail Level. I've got Ashley Christ. I've got Harris Heller. I've got all these people lined up that people around the world know. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna have you. They're gonna be like, "Who? Who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I'm an yeah. aspiring actor." But like, wh- what did you act in? 
Yo, no lie. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> I had this. <laughs> You're like, I know where this shit's going. I know where it's going. What happened to you? Because that happened to me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be disrespectful, but like, I'm really trying to have people on a show who are at least trying and have have put something out, have uh, done something with their time. Like, I, uh, <laughs> I've uh, okay. So, like the other day, uh, my wife and I we went to the store, and this dude came up, and he just bumped into me. He's tapped me on the shoulder. I almost turned around, and I was about to. <laughs> I'm like, you don't back up off me, and then he's like, oh, Mikhail, you, it's me. Is me who? We went to school together. I went to school with a lot of people. Who the fuck is you? <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, um, I I ended up uh, talking to him, and then he's like, oh, I'm an inspiring actor. And I'm like, okay, cool. What what have you acted in? Oh, I'm in Hawaii Five O. That's dope. What do you do? Oh, I'm the extra that gets killed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's something. That's something. I mean, well, what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> How many ways you die? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I, I'm just and and he's like, oh, why are you being arrogant? I'm not being arrogant, but there's a certain caliber of guests for this show that you just don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like it's no disrespect, but yeah. I mean, listen, I respect him for asking. You know, yeah. Shoot, see if, see if, and if it don't, if it don't catch, and it's like, all right, you know, maybe next time, maybe not. Uh, keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. So it's just you know like that, and then dealing with scheduling, scheduling, depending on where you are, mm. and where they are. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, so being respectful of your time and winding down to the last couple of questions, uh, that PlayStation Five reveal though, that ooh. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing it was missing was a Colonel. It's a snake. It's got word that I'm going to be on the PlayStation Five cover. Like it was just missing something like that. <laughs> I know, right? That's all it needed. <laughs> like, okay. Everyone was saying, right? <laughs> dude, everyone was saying like, you know, Microsoft clown Sony with their reveal and the pricing and this, this, and this. And then Sony clapped back so hard, man. That was a, that was a Hulk thunderclap, man. <laughs> like you heard that from miles away. <laughs> it's like, bruh, y'all really came out swinging like immediately. Final yeah. Fantasy 15? What? Spider-Man? Hogwarts? Uh, what? That Demon Souls <laughs> looked like a totally different game. I was uh I wasn't ready. No. Like, I the whole was... shit and I wasn't even ready. I was losing the only the only disappointing thing about that was the Resident Evil 8 reveal in yeah. my opinion because they didn't show anything like they didn't show us anything regarding how it was going to play. No, this is just another damn trailer. I'm like, yeah, 
And like that's what I got mad at for Microsoft's last event. Like I I loved it because we got we saw Fable and we saw Halo, but the Fable reveal was just like literally a teaser, and everything else about that was mostly just like trailer, but not gameplay. And it was like mm-hmm. they were so close to like being really really good, but I enjoyed Halo. It, it maybe maybe wasn't as graphically strong as it should have been, but like it looked fun. Yeah. Um, it. <sighs> Okay, so here's the real question. How does Microsoft clap back to that? Um <laughs> You know that SpongeBob meme where he's just like <laughs> <laughs> Um they they okay. So Microsoft is in, is in a very unique situation. Mm-hmm. They they basically like Microsoft Windows. If you got a PC and you're playing PC games, you're basically you're technically in the Microsoft ecosystem in some way or another. Yeah. Game Pass. That is that is like their big claim to fame right there. Uh PlayStation came with their own like PS5 greatest hits. Like if you didn't have a PS4 and you're jumping into this PS5, you've got a whole library of phenomenal games. That are going to be available for you just for signing on to our online service. Like the Game Pass is amazing value, but the games that are in there in terms of exclusives are not on the same level on as PlayStation. And no. I, I don't know if you can contest that. Like it just isn't. I will say it's still a better value price per per point because there are so many games that are in Game Pass that you're getting for that. But the the caliber of the, the experience you're going to get on PlayStation is just far higher. Yeah, what, what they are all they need to do at this point is just have really great games you can only play on their system, and they haven't had that for pretty much the entire generation. <laughs> I have to be real; like they they have uh, Gears Five, really fun game. I will say, Amazing that launch game. though, not a great launch. No, oh. no, 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 not a great. Oh. It's like that for a lot of their games, honestly. Like. The, uh, I'm trying to think of like a really another strong okay the Master Chief Collection very 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 strong game but again the launch was horrendous like they they really fumbled over themselves with regards to that uh, what else was there from Xbox I know there was a new IP somewhere in there um Uh, what's the name of it? Yeah, so you see how long it's taking us for us to like figure that out. <laughs> like, that's the problem. They they have games that you can play only on Xbox, but they're not they're not going to compel you away from what Sony is doing. I'm just gonna no. put it out there. Yeah, uh, is and and that's what they 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 they're trying. I know they're trying. They bought out a bunch of new studios. They are they they tried with bleeding edge, that didn't work. They tried with Recore, that really didn't work. They tried with Platinum Games, that game got canceled. They tried a lot of different things, and they they've honestly I know right like honestly they've just gotten really unlucky with a lot of this shit. They tried with Titanfall, that was like one of their their first big games. It just didn't stick the way it should have. 
and it, be, it it was because of the launch of the Xbox, the whole that whole shit, that whole launch. That's it's the reason that game didn't do as well is because of that. I, I will pretty much yeah. guarantee that they just need to have some really good games. Um, Fable could be really good, but it can also be garbage. Like uh, the other rare game, uh, Sea of Thieves. It took them two years for that game to be good, and mm-hmm. I still won't play it. <laughs> like, <laughs> they've, like they've. Ah, they've gotten close to it a few times, but they just can't stick the landing, and they they need to stick some landings like real bad. Um, the medium does look really cool. I hope it's good. It. it... I hope it's good. They need it to be good. I hope it's good. I don't want Microsoft to fail because we need competition. But. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Sega moved on to to uh to a different strategy for a reason. They moved on to making software. Uh, yeah. yeah. <sighs> what do you think? What what do what do what can they do to clap back? Okay, all these studios that they bought out. All right, Ninja Theory. A bunch of these other companies. Okay, cool. Uh, where were y'all? <laughs> because okay, Game Pass, great idea. Mm-hmm. The fact that they got the option to where you can uh, what is it like? You you can. <sighs> You get Game Pass, you get Game Pass Ultimate, you got Xbox mm-hmm. Live, you got Game Pass, you've got EA Access. That's great. That's that's cool. Um, what is really compelling me to want to pick up the Xbox and play it? Like I've got the One X, and I was a play. I was an Xbox guy during the 360 era. Mm. <sighs> What are you going to play on it? <laughs> what? Are, yeah, like literally when I'm over here, like, do I play on PlayStation? Do I play on this or do I play on Switch? And I don't even, I, I mean, aside from, from Smash and, you know, a lot of first party games on Switch, I don't play the Switch a lot. But I play the Switch a hell of a lot more than I play the Xbox. <laughs> you know, and it's like, what? Yeah. Are the, and I'm trying to, I'm literally, like, I'm struggling trying to think of what they could clap back with because they really don't have anything. They really yeah. don't. And it's like, they could have something because they're sitting on the, you know, it's a great point. Uh, Cuphead, mm-hmm. Hellblade 2, great. That, that, there you guys, you're right. Like those, Hell, Hellblade 2 is going to be amazing. It's going to be lit. Cuphead is, is, isn't is exclusive though. It's no. on It's on PS4, it's on Switch. It's like. Oh. But yeah, I agree. Hell, Hellblade 2. I it, they they would have to try really hard to mess that one up. They would have they would have to go out of their way to mess that one up. Because Hellblade One was already such a great starting point for whatever they was going to do next. Yeah, but that's not a launch title, you know. I don't, we don't know when that's coming. It could and be three years from now. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> it, when you okay, so here's the thing that really gets me with Microsoft that really frustrates me is you got rare. Mm. Why? <laughs> I know what he's gonna say. 
I'm waiting for it. You had the opera. Okay. Rare was killing it with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Then Microsoft bought them. They did absolutely nothing with it. You got Conquer. You got Banjo. You got Perfect Dark. You got Cameo. You've got, you got seven. <laughs> like, just give us a remake of GoldenEye. That's it. <laughs> You've got money. Hell, people would be happy with a Viva Pinata. They would be happy with that. <laughs> they they have not done either of those things. Neither of those things. And they they just sitting on it. And we've gotten we've gotten You got Battletoads. Okay, Battletoads. There we go. There it was more. a good game. That art style was shit, but it was a good game. <laughs> it was a good game. Um but it's like you they could have did more with Killer Instinct. Yeah. Yeah. Was that I, I'm trying to remember, was Killer Instinct crossplay or was that just a PC and Xbox title, but just not crossplay? It was mm, Microsoft Store or yeah, Microsoft Store and Xbox initially. Now it's crossplay. Okay. So that's, 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 that's good. Sh- that should have been. The thing is, it's funny because you got a lot of people there in the FGC saying like, that's one of the best games, the best fighting games of the generation. The problem is Microsoft put nothing behind it. Mm. They did at first, but the issue is at first people weren't buying the Xbox. That was the yeah. problem. So you put that energy towards <laughs> it at the beginning, but didn't do anything with it afterwards. Once you start seeing that people are starting to pick up the console again, it's like, all right, yeah, we got this. We got this game that you should be playing that you can like injecting your your vein right here. Do that. Yeah, I have no idea what they're gonna clap back with. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really don't. I'm over here like, what are they gonna come back with? Uh, they put nothing behind Battletoads. They kind of just threw that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't. The K- oh my god, save the K two. I'm just remembering. I forgot about that game because it launched in a shit place. <laughs> like it was one of the most catastrophic launches. Not even just like a few weeks after, but like a year after. Like it was a catastrophe. <laughs> I played it again. I, it was fun, but it was. Still, even as it was working, it wasn't like that. Mm, yeah, get an Xbox. It was a. Uh, it's working now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and, and it's like the the thing that just really gets me is like, what are you? Like, okay, so what are we gonna do with it? Okay, mm-hmm. they're all they they try banking on gears this generation. It didn't work. And Gears 4 and 5 were great. They were. They were. They were really good. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you. this is not the same generation as the 360. They you want re- more. They're resting on the same shit that we've already gotten used to at this point. 
Yeah. You know, and again, nothing against those games. They're really great games, but that can't be the only thing you've got going. Yeah. And that's where we're at with them. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. And it's like, all right, so how, how are we coming back with it? Uh, we're not. <laughs> we're, we're not. They're just. And again, uh, it's, the same. it's not like they haven't tried. They have tried. It's just, it's just failed each time they've tried. They, they, it's not like, and it's not like it's over. Like they still have time to try. It's just, it's going to take some time for them. And the issue, of course, being when your your main competitor is the PlayStation, they've already used that time to establish that from like years ago. It's been like this for a long time. Like we've had killer games I'm for so a long it. time. I'm so mad at I'm so mad at Microsoft right now. <laughs> Continue, but I'm just over here. I'm just yeah. I'm human. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is unfortunate. But I, uh, yeah, they, I, I believe that Microsoft will have some really great games in the future. Um, I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know how many it's going to be. But I know at some point they're going to make a really good game. At some point. And until then, you know, if, if you really just love Halo and you love Gears of War and you don't have a PC already, go buy an Xbox. Because at least you know those games will be good. Ori in the Black Forest as well. If you don't have a PC and you, you just need to play those games, go buy an Xbox. If you need a little bit more than that, buy anything else. <laughs> because <laughs> nintendo got some bangers and playstation got some bangers as much shit as i talk about nintendo for their lack of understanding the digital landscape in any way or fashion God, they, they, they don't get it they don't get it at all but they've got some bangers they got some really good games and, and the thing is like we don't want it to come down to just uh sony and Nintendo ecosystem, mm-hmm. but Microsoft, what the f- are you doing? <laughs> I gotta try a little harder. <laughs> and I, oh man, I'm, I'm just like, ah, Scalebound was going to be something really special, and I, I kind of know what happened with that. What um, happened with it? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have any, uh, any sources I can name specifically regarding that, but Platinum Games at the time when Scalebound was announced were, were doing a dumb number of different games at the, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. They were doing Transformers. They were doing um, the Korra game. They were doing yeah, they Ninja were. Turtles. They were doing uh Near, they were developing near Automata, and they were working on. They were doing another game all while Scalebound was in development. They took on way too much work all at the same time, and they promised Microsoft deliverables that they were unable to actually achieve. And so Microsoft pulled a plug because they saw them re- launching all these other games aside from Scalebound, and it was like we haven't even gotten an update. <laughs> Where's our game? And you know. 
Think about all the games that came out in between that time and not a single peep that we've heard from Scalebound in between that time. They just weren't focused on working on it. Yeah. Which is, I don't, I don't know, I don't know in management whose fault it was that was happening. And I, this isn't, no, I, this isn't confirmed by Microsoft or by Scalebound. This is just some things I've observed and heard. Uh, it's a shame because it could have been something really dope, or it could have been garbage. I don't know. <laughs> it could have. It could have been that that killer app. Hmm. Hmm. It it really could have been, and it's just unfortunate that Microsoft continues. <sighs> but but it goes to show the structure of Microsoft as a whole. Mm. Like you look at, you know, people trying to buy office where they you really can't buy office by itself i mean you can but what are they going to be pushing towards you 360 Mm. they're trying to sell services that's why they got out of the phone game and then they got back in and then they're about to get right back out of it it's it's microsoft sells their they make their most money with services Mm -hmm. and they're doing this with gaming and I understand that they're trying to be the Netflix of gaming, but if you're going to do that, you really, really, really need to have some killer games. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just don't have anything that compels you. And even if you're a diehard Xbox person, you really don't have a whole lot you'd want to pick up and play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, I can play Halo. I can play Gears, but I can play it on PC. And mm-hmm. I got a badass PC setup. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing on there. I want my 4K at 60. I don't want 4K at 30. Yeah. So. To be fair, there's some people who don't have a PC, and that's that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. But to the point, it's not. It's it's a the games that you would play on your Xbox, you can play somewhere else, and like a lot of the multi-platform games you would play on your Xbox, whether it's you know casual players getting FIFA. Or maybe Call of Duty, or maybe they're going to get NBA 2K. What reason would they ever have to get it on the Xbox? Especially when you get so many exclusive content on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. You really don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right. So what happens if, you know, I know people are all hyped, like, oh, yeah, we got Kingdom Hearts on Xbox, and da, 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 da. we got Yakuza. So what happens when Sony throws money over at these companies? Like, hey, make it exclusive. That's probably what happened with a lot of shit, right? <laughs> like, 16, like Final Fantasy 16. I'm sorry, that that right there, that was a nail in the coffin. They put the nail in the coffin at the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, hey, Microsoft, hey, f- you. <laughs> like, damn, they really, they really not pulling back here. Hold on, they could have, they could have saved that for the end. They really could have. <laughs> Dude, they were, they came out the gate. The first thing, Final Fantasy. Guess what? Console exclusive. They were sw- the haymakers. <laughs> oh my god, man. <laughs> Bruh, that that was like watching Money Mayweather versus McGregor, man. He was just get they were 
They will work in Microsoft so hard. Ooh. <laughs> you know, this is this is <laughs> this reminds me of that E3 when the PS4 and the Xbox were about to launch. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's how to here's how to exchange games with PS4 users. <laughs> I was like, oh, Oh, they went there. <laughs> and to be, you know, it's a friendly competition. They're all friends at the end of the day, but. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so, 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 so Xbox, they just put out a tweet. So they're like confirmed. Xbox is now the console with the most games confirmed to be next gen only console exclusive. So, okay. They got as dust falls avowed ever wild fable. Sports of Motorsport, The Gunk, The Medium, Fancy Star Online 2, New Genesis. Who the fuck's playing that? Uh, Scorn, <laughs> uh, Sinuous Saga, Hellblade 2, Dope, Stalker 2. Mm, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait a fucking minute. Weren't they just the ones who said that you're going to be able to play all these games on the last generation Xbox? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the whole big deal that they made about it during their presentation? Let, let me send this to you right now. What the hell are you talking about? I'm sending this to you right now. Your mind? Like, there were articles all over the internet about why it was a good thing they were doing that. Are they now not going to do that? Because they're like, well, we ain't got enough exclusives on the 1X or the set. I don't even know what the shit's called anymore. What is it? The <laughs> Series X. Series X, man. Like... <laughs> Call your shit something normal, man. Damn. <laughs> Got people confused out here. I'm in the gaming industry. I'm supposed to be current on this and I get confused. Oh my God. Right. With most game confirmed to be next gen only consoles. What are you talking about? All right. I don't. I need to. I need to. I need to. Look at what they said previously regarding that, because like I was pretty certain that they made it a big deal that all of their games were going to be playable no matter where you are, whether you're on a, a Xbox S One S, Xbox X, wait no Xbox One X, or <laughs> the naming. You, you see where I'm going with this, right? Like, <laughs> You've got people all types of up right now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where to start anymore. <laughs> oh, God. Microsoft, I love you. I really do. I really do. I, I want to look at it. I want to look at the. Uh, I want to look at the responses. Literally the second response I see, Horizon and Miles Morales are going to be on PS4 as well. YouTubers said Xbox has no gen exclusives. Sony confirmed $70 first party games, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I don't know what the hell that's referring to with the $70 games, but you're going to be able to play some of these games on the on the PS4 as well that they've announced. Mm-hmm. So why now all of a sudden are these only... So sp- yeah, so Phil Spencer is a liar. Literally, Phil Spencer said... <laughs> <laughs> Could have sworn they said they were making all devs make games accessible by current gen console. Mm-hmm. 
they included th- included games that are coming in the next three years. Oh. <laughs> Not at launch. Yep. Doesn't mean they'll be good. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> yep. And then you can't even pre-order PlayStation 4. Tomorrow you can, I think. Wait, oh, I mean on PS4. It's live right now. I mean uh, PS5. It's live right now. Is it? Yeah. You you can't pre-order it. Well, okay, so you you can pre-order it, Target, if it allows you. I'm fucked because I can't. It's like, oh yeah, we don't ship to uh we don't ship to Hawaii. Okay. Then I go over to GameStop. Sorry, you've been blocked. Whoa. Uh, Damn. Go over, go over to uh, GameStop. Mm, yeah. All right. Not working. Yeah, I've been blocked too. Holy shit. What the hell? Yeah. Wario64 has been talking about that. He's like, assuming you're not blocked, it's working. Oh, they must be. Okay. Here's an interesting thing to consider. Uh, okay. They might just have too many people trying to access their website to pre order this right now, which mm-hmm. means. They weren't ready for this, which means the pre-order is opening for the Xbox Sex uh, <laughs> was nowhere near comparable to what they're experiencing right now. <laughs> oh my god, this is a talking point. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, so if you try to add it to your cart, it says sorry, there was a problem adding an item to your cart. Great. Dang, this, this is great. Well, anyway, uh, this is uh, Zero Fanatic says, yeah, Best Buy just notified me. Can't get it to the cart. I had it in the cart. I actually have it in the cart, but I can't, <laughs> can't do nothing with it. I can't do anything. As soon as I go click on my car, it says your car is empty. I click on my card again. It'll say, hey, do you want to check out? I click check out. It says, sorry, you have nothing in the card. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I'm going to put a tweet out about this later. <laughs> this is wild. Yeah, this is they doing the most right now. This this shit's wild. I, yeah. I'm trying to cop two of them because I know my wife going to want one. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. As soon as she saw that Final Fantasy 16, she's like, get it. <laughs> <laughs> Go. <laughs> uh, and again, that was at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, they went so, in. They went in. So, all right, man. Being respectful of your time fully. Anything yeah. you want to leave you, the audience with before we go? You know, my, my best uh, closing statement is is just be nice to people. Enjoy your game. Enjoy life. Do things that you love to do. And just do your best. Try your best. You know? Don't worry. Be happy. I mean, oh, it's not worries, re- re- Refresh GameStop right now. <laughs> do it. Hey, oh, it's working. Oh <laughs> shit, we uh is up. Da, da, da. All right. We, we we take what we can take. 
Right. <laughs> Do I want it? Man, I don't want no damn warranty. <laughs> no. Do you want a warranty? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> if it breaks, just go to go straight. Especially for us in the industry, we just go straight to the company. Mm-hmm. All right. Start. All right, man. So, any you wanna you wanna leave the audience before we go? Just uh, yeah, just follow at uh, Twitch.tv/blackoni, streamerlinks.com/blackoni to see all the other various ways you can interact with me, whether it's uh Twitter or Instagram or Discord or whatever it is. You can find me pretty much blackoni everywhere. That's 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 the other thing we we can touch we can touch on this next time we have young but universality mm. having your brand be the same thing across the board if you're a content creator you're hearing this that's something you should do because it's very hard to do now there's a lot of people out there doing this but try definitely so uh, with that being said you guys can catch this episode of the Casting of a Podcast along with many others on if you're watching it in the video version it's down here somewhere <laughs> y'all see it you can catch it on everything from apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher TuneIn radio iheart radio pandora and also available exclusively streaming on twitch.tv slash mikhail casanova and then available on all other platforms including youtube usually 24 hours 24 hours after so you can catch it there and then for my guests all links to their content will be in the description of the podcast following the show so if you haven't already give my brother black honey a follow on twitch on youtube on twitter on instagram on the grant you got you know do it everything all over <laughs> and uh with that being said people hope y'all have a great one hope you enjoyed it and we're signing out. We're going to catch y'all on the next one. Peace. I didn't load my outro. I'll add that on after the fact. Podcasting, <laughs> <laughs> <guessing>, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll catch y'all on the next Hey, did you enjoy this episode of the Casting of a Podcast? Well, I'm sure you did. And since you did and you're wondering where else you can find it, you can find it on every podcasting outlet. Yes, it includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Launchpad DM by Podcast One, and so much more. And the only thing I ask of you is if you truly enjoyed it, even if you didn't enjoy it, please leave a rating and tell us what you thought of it, what you liked, what you didn't like, and everything in between. And also, if you're looking for video formats of this podcast and many more, you'll be able to find them on YouTube.com slash Mikhail Casanova, as well as on Twitch.tv slash Mikhail Casanova, and new episodes every single Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, that being said, this is Mikhail Casanova, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber. I am signing out. You guys have a great one.